0: Hello, and welcome to the Arkansas Center for Health Improvement's podcast, Wonks at Work. I'm Craig Wilson, your host, a self-declared wonk, dad of two boys, native Arkansan, and I've been the health policy director at the Arkansas Center for Health Improvement for more than a decade. On this show, we aim to demystify, boil down, and unwonk, if you will, complex topics so that you can understand how the healthcare system is working or not working for you. Today, we're going to talk about the interaction between individual and family social needs, such as food, housing, childcare, and transportation, that we know when lacking are real time gaps that impact physical and mental health, well being, and safety. The critical impact of unmet social needs on health outcomes is not new to healthcare providers, but most providers have been ill equipped to address these needs. Social services are generally not the types of services offered within the clinic walls and are often provided by a patchwork of community-based organizations with their own distinct network separate from that of healthcare providers. Some healthcare providers have avoided screening for social needs for several reasons. Well-vetted screening tools that could be administered so as not to disrupt the patient flow have been hard to find. Within the last few years, however, The American Academy of Family Physicians and other health professional organizations have developed and validated screening tools and guidance for providers to quickly and efficiently screen patients. But even with these tools, some providers have been reluctant to screen because they are challenged with the ability to actually link patients with community-based resources. Perhaps the biggest reason has been the absence of a financial incentive healthcare providers are paid for providing medical services, not really social services. The growing recognition of the need to integrate social care with healthcare, along with strong financial incentives on healthcare providers to focus on improving outcomes as opposed to outputs in the form of patient visits or services provided has driven the desire and thus an emerging market for a way to identify patients' social needs and connect them with community-based services. And there are some innovators who are stepping up to the plate with solutions. So here to talk about a local effort in Northwest Arkansas is Josh Hall, who is the Executive Director of Hark, a division of the Accelerate Foundation, where Josh is also Vice President. He is a graduate of the University of Oklahoma, where he earned his bachelor's degree in social work and of the University of Arkansas, where he earned his master's degree in social work. So Josh, welcome to the show. Glad to have you here. Hey, thanks so much. Excited to be here. Yeah, I know there's a lot of energy in Northwest Arkansas, so I'm ready to capture some of this right <laughs> here in the, in the podcast. So um, before we get to some of the more serious stuff, which we're going to get to, I, I, I want to keep uh, keep us on a, a little bit of a lighthearted note, and I want to know what keeps you busy when you're not working.
1: Um, well, I, I am, you know, directly in that stage of life where, uh, you know, family, kids activities, all of that yeah. seems to be, uh, about all that I do uh, outside of work, uh, which is, which is really fun. Um, you know, so between, you know, uh, kids sports and, uh, one of my sons is, loves sports. He's, you know, he's all in with that. Uh, I have another son who he's a, he's a drummer and, huh. uh, is, you know, is yeah, so he's, he's playing in, uh in shows and all this fun stuff that's going oh, that's on great. right now. Yeah. Uh, and so, so we just love to spend time together as a family with friends. We love to travel uh, together, you know, all, all the things.
0: All, all of the, all of the good life right now. That's right.
1: That's right. I mean, exactly. I'm in
0: that same part of my life and it's wonderful. Um, so I asked this of all of our wonky guests and and since your son is a drummer, I'm assuming that you're going to have a good one for this. What would you say is your theme song?
1: Well, I, I wish I had a good one. I, I probably don't have a I have a theme song, but I, I will say um, that if I was to have one, it would probably be in the '90s rock genre. Uh, uh-huh. and, and so, and my uh, my son and I, um, you know, he's 11, and uh, and he is obsessed with '90s rock right now. And so, I, I feel like I'm, you know, I'm training you not- him up well. I'm training him up well. <laughs>
0: That's awesome. First, I want to know a little bit about the Accelerate Foundation itself and why the foundation decided to invest in Hark at this time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So um, I'll kind of back up a little bit uh, with the start of of the foundation. Um, And so the foundation was formed out of the sale of, of two hospitals here in Northwest Arkansas. So right. they were nonprofit hospitals uh, were sold to a for-profit entity. And, you know, the question there is nonprofit hospitals, they kind of belong to the community. So, yeah. you know, if, if you sell them, uh, who gets the money? And, right. and so uh, those were were rolled over into a health conversion foundation that over the last kind of 20 or so years um, has evolved into the modern day Accelerate Foundation. Hmm. And so, so that's really where the foundation came from, and and then um, you know we're a regional foundation here in Northwest Arkansas, um, serving really three counties—Benton, Washington, Madison County. Okay. and Madison County—and so so you know kind of a a smaller regional foundation here. But you know back in 2016, the superintendents from kind of the big five school systems here in Northwest Arkansas came to the foundation and said, we have this problem, and it's kids come to school, they're they're not ready to learn. And it doesn't really matter um, how great our teachers are, our facilities, our curriculum, mm-hmm. our technology, all this, the, the problem is bigger than what the schools can, can address. And so how do, we, how do we think about this problem uh, as a community and, and how that relates to not just education, but kind of every aspect of Northwest yeah. Arkansas? And, and so we really started with, okay, how do we define um, what the challenges are specifically in Northwest Arkansas that are contributing to this? So versus looking at this nationally and, and trying to translate that. So in, um, in 2016, the, the foundation funded a research project called Join the Solution that, that really tried to answer the question, why are people in Northwest Arkansas not thriving? And and so um, with that, it was about three thousand surveys, about three hundred and fifty focus groups, and and what we found was that Northwest Arkansas is resource rich, which mm-hmm. is usually not a shocker to anyone. Um, we're we're kind of a unique place here, but Northwest Arkansas is also connection poor. Mm-hmm. So we have all these resources available, but we have we don't have good mechanisms for people to know where do I go when when I need help. Um, where and what's out there what's available? how do I get connected to those things how do I navigate sometimes really complex processes um, as a part of this and so so we said okay that's that's kind of the challenge that the community said Here, here's the the problem um, that we're we're looking at well okay then well what are the solutions and no no better people to ask than the people in the community to say okay if you had, uh, X amount of dollars or, or whatever, how would you fix the problem? And so from that, 16 solutions came back. Uh, those 16 could be boiled down into about four main things. And the first was Northwest Arkansas needs the existence of kind of a platform organization, if you will. And what I mean by that is, you know, in my background, I'm a licensed clinical social worker. And um, that's that's, you know, what, what my career has been, uh, up to, to this point. And, and, you know, when I was working in community mental health or direct service, you know, practice or those kind of things, but, you know, when I was in community health, I saw like seven clients a day, you know, like 35 a week. Like I didn't have the space and time to go. All right. Um, I can tell you all day what the challenges are but i don't have the ability to go spearhead community wide initiatives on how to solve systemic problems and you know like no, no one has capacity to do that so the community said first and foremost we need an organization that that's kind of your role is to look at that at a community level next the community said hey we need more collaboration we need more uh, organizations working together connecting um you know within sectors across sectors those kind of things Uh, thirdly, they said, we need, um, we need kind of people who are working throughout the community, helping people navigate and connect to resources, you know? So, so not just, Hey, I'm, I'm in this organization and I'm going to kind of, I'm going to do that, but it's going to be really connected to my organization. We need kind of a group of people that anybody can come to for any reason at any time Mm -hmm. and, and figure out how to. What what path they 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 want to go down when it comes to these resources, and then lastly, um, the fourth piece of that was the community said we need technology solutions, and you know um, you know there there was this kind of really big uh, push to say, hey, we you know nonprofits don't have massive tech budgets to to develop technology <laughs> and and buy into these systems or you know whatever, so they said we need good technology solutions that uh, is accessible for our community. And so, so with that knowledge, really in, in 2017, uh, the foundation went down the path of taking all of those pieces that the community really said and building out an organization that really had all of those pieces uh, as a part of the puzzle. And so, so that was really in 2017, the launch of, of Hark.
0: It's interesting that, you know, the, um, the explosive growth uh, and the, you know, resource rich that you mentioned um, often leaves people behind. And I think it's interesting that and and promising that Northwest Arkansas has recognized that in the midst of growth rather than kind of at the peak of growth, right? <laughs> at the end, you go, oh, we left these people behind and we got to do something about it. and And oftentimes it's too late. So it's promising that that's being done in the, in the midst of the process to, to, to keep those folks in, in, in and connected. So that's, that's good. So Hark itself, the, the platform, how does that, how does it, it function?
1: Well, and, and I'll make a, 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 slight distinction across, um, you know, Hark is, is, is both a technology platform, um, but then also really it's a model right. and, 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 and I, you know, I always caution about separating the two things out um, because Mm -hmm. I think, I think what has been, um, you know, impactful for Northwest Arkansas is, is the holistic model of HARC and how all of the pieces work together uh, in order to achieve the outcomes that we want uh, versus, you know, just saying, Hey, here's a, you know, a, a technology platform or yeah. a source code or something like that to go. You know, yeah. hey, hey, now, you know, good luck, good luck with this. Uh, and so, so really, it 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 requires. Um, I think that that holistic look at a community and all of these pieces together uh, as a part of that. So, uh, as my my small distinction there, um, you know, how we really kind of function as an organization. Um, so, one one thing is we're a division of the Accelerate Foundation. Mm-hmm. You know, like you mentioned. Um, but we would really categorize ourselves um, as as a connection organization and mm-hmm. and our real focus is how do we um, ensure that people in Northwest Arkansas are are able to find out where to go, able to get connected to the things that they need to, so on and so forth. and so, We do that primarily um, via our technology platform, but but our team, we utilize a team of about 10 community liaisons. We conduct comprehensive needs assessments for for clients who come to us. We work directly with those clients to build custom resource plans. We importantly follow up with those clients um, to ensure connection to those resources. Um, To date, we've built the most robust map of resources in Northwest Arkansas. Uh, we have dedicated staff who who maintain that, they update it, they expand it um, to make sure that that we are providing the gold standard of resourcing to individuals in, in Northwest Arkansas because, you know, um, and, and I would say that that map is one of the most important pieces of the whole puzzle because if someone is saying, hey, I need help, and we're sending them to a place that Hey, doesn't provide that service anymore. Yeah. Or we have old information and we send them to the wrong location or this place is out of funding or, you know, it can be so many things. We want to make sure that when, when we put something on someone's plan, um, that when we send them to that place, we have verified that that place not only is the right place to go, but that they can provide that, that, uh, service to meet that need. And so, um, we also, because we're uh, a part of the Accelerate Foundation, um, we're able to grow and scale to meet the needs of the community. So, you know, the more people who are in need, the more we'll, we'll scale our organization in order to, to meet that need. Um, and we are completely free to the community in Northwest Arkansas.
0: So how do people actually plug in? Yeah, so, so people come
1: to hark in two major kind of uh, avenues uh the first is harkinwa.com uh forward slash get connected and so that's just a simple contact page that that individuals can fill out mm-hmm. and that goes directly into an electronic queue that our liaisons are monitoring um, and they are reaching out to that individual um I mean, with very quickly, oftentimes same day, sometimes uh, you know within 24 hours. But yeah. but we really prioritize um, the the speed in which we can can connect with those individuals because hey, they need help now, um, and yeah. and we we want to focus in on that. The other is um, our kind of unique partnership with Arkansas 211 uh, mm-hmm. that we established early in the pandemic. So you know, Arkansas 211 does incredible work throughout the state. Uh, we kind of set this partnership up early in the pandemic where um we're 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 both kind of doing similar things and so uh in in northwest arkansas if you call 211 you're you're routed directly to hark Hmm. um and so so we've kind of um you know said hey we want to join efforts we're kind of better together in that sense and and go uh how do we how do we leverage our strengths um so that people have access no matter no matter what okay
0: so um I I did notice that HARC has developed a linkage with the with the state health alliance for records exchange, which is the health information system in Arkansas. How does that work and and what's the ultimate goal there?
1: Yeah, so um, so I'll lay a little bit of groundwork uh, leading up to that partnership, um, because, you know, again, we didn't necessarily set out to uh, to. To be so applicable into healthcare. I mean, yeah. honestly, you know, uh, but when we built our map, um, so, you know, this is really how we resource individuals. We said, okay, when we're building this database, how, how should we structure it? Mm-hmm. And, and so we said, hey, we, let's start from the social determinant of health perspective. Mm-hmm. And so we said, okay, we're gonna build out um, our map based on 10 social determinants of health. We break those into 50 need categories from there over 200 services and to date over 2300 solutions that we can provide or referrals that we can provide um, to individuals in Northwest Arkansas. And so, you know, this is also not only the relevant organizations their locations what services they offer but this is hours and insurance is accepted and contact details and maps to the location and special instructions hey they're mm-hmm. closed from 12 to 1 don't go over your lunch hour you know <laughs> uh, you know things like that that give really in-depth applicable pieces so you know as we're building these these custom plans for individuals um you know we're also following up with them. And so we interact with a client's plan about 14 times over the course of about 33 days. And, and so it's really kind of this in-depth process. And not only that we are um, we're assigning statuses of at each, at each incremental step of that process. So we have really in-depth information about not just what people are needing, not just what services are, uh, They're needing not just what referrals we're making, but but what's happening and what are people getting connected to what are they not getting connected to if they're not getting connected, why are they not getting connected, you know, and even as we're building out these these plans we're utilizing things like in uh, this year we just added two new components to our technology. Um, which is a formal needs assessment that assesses mm-hmm. on 50 different need areas. It uses skip logic, um, so it takes about three minutes to fill out. You can text mm-hmm. it right to somebody's phone that they can fill out, you know, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And you know, we've served since about you know uh, since about March 2020, you know, over 12,000 individuals in Northwest Arkansas. And so we're also looking at that, going, hey, that's pattern recognition. So we've applied predictive analytics to our tool. Mm -hmm. So as we're building these plans, it's searching over those over 12,000 other plans going and building connections to saying, hey, hey, these are similar situations um, and people who had similar needs. Hey, ask them about this. Ask Mm -hmm. them about this. It's literally suggesting um, other other SDOHs, other needs, other services, other referrals um, Mm -hmm. that that. Our connectors should be asking. So I say all that to say, we have really robust information about um, about what these individuals are experiencing, uh, what they're getting connected to, what their needs are, so on and so forth. So we said, you know, hey, this is this is kind of interesting information. Would this be useful to anyone? Um, and remember, we kind of joke. Um, we're a foundation, right? So we give things away for a living. It's kind of our thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and so so I um, I'd become familiar with with Arkansas Share, and so uh, so we we reached out to Arkansas Share and just said, hey, we're we're setting on you know hundreds of thousands of pieces of social determinative health data. Would this be helpful to anyone? Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, and their immediate answer is, uh, yes, this would be Absolutely. very helpful. <laughs> uh, and and so. So we started working through, um, you know, what what a partnership could look like there, of a- allowing this social of health data to benefit the healthcare providers and yeah. and most inhor- most importantly, the patients that they're serving. Right. And so so we uh, it you know it was kind of a long process. We're a unique use case. We're, we're not the normal organization that that share works with, but. Um, but we, ha- we have built out this partnership. And so we're the first ever contributor of social determinative health data into the state health information exchange. And so what happens when we build a plan for an individual, and, you know, the, con- the our clients consent to all of this, you know, or, or don't, and, you know, it's completely up to them. Uh, but, you know, if we have consent, for that, that client, when we build that plan, that goes into the state health information exchange. And then those participating clinics and or, or hospitals or whatever can query that information out along with all of the other health information from other um, entities and that can be pulled directly into their, their EMR system. So, you know, Arkansas share, uh, I I may, I may get, get this a little bit wrong. So don't quote me on exact numbers that you can verify with them, but you know, it's, I think it's over 60 different EMR systems that they they interface with, (laughs) you know? And so, so what this did was say, okay, um, you know, if, if somebody is, is going to see their endocrinologist and they're going, Hey, they're, um, you know, we're having to up their dose of, of insulin or medication or whatever. Every time we see them, what's going on here. Would that be helpful to know that they don't have access to food? Um, and, and so, so we just created a mechanism here that a condensed version of that plan can Mm -hmm. flow directly into uh, these EMR systems to give give hospitals or clinics or whatever just another layer of information to really support their patients.
0: Yeah, it's it you, you mentioned it's not the norm, but it it should be and hopefully will be <laughs> the norm and that all that information is available. Sure. Um, so how does how does the platform that that Hark uses compare to some of the others that have been developed in in this emerging market and? Secondly, kind of what are the core components for you guys that are going to lead to your sustainability over time?
1: Yeah, so you know, I mean, I'll start by saying, um, you know, we're a we're a, a Northwest Arkansas Regional Foundation, and and our main goal is to. Um, really focus in on how do we add value at every turn to the individuals of Northwest Arkansas, and how do we give everyone in our community the opportunity to thrive. And so, so that's really what drives us. Um, yeah. And and so, uh, so so I think the the byproduct of that is that we have created a very localized model uh, of of support for individuals and resourcing for individuals. So you know think about the difference between a platform uh, that is a national platform or beyond that um, with very little localized effort. Mm-hmm. Um, and so your your tools at that point are often Google Scrapes or or things like that to in order to, to build a map of resources. Right. The, the problem with that is that you don't know if that thing that you've just pulled out of Google is 10 years old or two days old and you know and so um so that's where we've said i mean you know when we built our map we literally said okay here's a social determinant of health here's a need here's a service here's an organization that can provide that at this location Uh in this way and when we went through that whole process we had one and, you know, and so we literally, we used to have these things called hackathons where we just, you know, we'd bring everybody together and we built out our map literally line <laughs> by line by line by line specific to our individual community. Um, and so- crowdsource locally kind of, yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, <laughs> and it's just literally our team and, yeah. and you know, and then, then our ability to uh, then deeply engage with our community so that, you know, you think about these- these 10 liaisons that are on our team who are just phenomenal at what they do and are so engaged in the community. And so we literally have the ability tactically to know week to week, day to day. Sometimes um, this organization is, is out of funding and they won't have it till the next month at this time. So we go in and turn that, turn that off in our map because we don't need to send people to someplace that, that, you know, isn't isn't able to provide that that need at that time, right? And then mm-hmm. we go, hey, funding's back on. Guess what? Turning it back on. So I think, you know, not only the usability of our technology platform, um, the tools that really I think are unique to our our platform, like um, our needs assessment, our predictive analytics, the the ways that we really focus in on our technology, not only resourcing individuals but helping you know, helpers be, be, you know, better at what what they do and not because they lack a skill, but because, you know, again, this is my world and there's no, it doesn't matter how good I am at resourcing people. I can't know 2,300 options in my head. And so how do we, how do we leverage technology to do that? But, you know, we kind of have at the Accelerate, you know, foundation, these three lenses that we're able to approach all this through. So one is social services one Mm -hmm. is philanthropy and the other is, is business. And we're able to bring these, these, um, you know, kind of three pieces together to create some unique models. So the thing that we don't often talk about as much is is, you know, we have this whole analytics side, uh, of our, our technology that as you're building these plans, it's giving you real time, our, our data updates every two hours. And Uh so real time, uh, views into the needs of the community you know all of these kind of things we can look and go hey we're we are sending so many people to this place we're overloading this nonprofit you know we can call them up and go hey how are you guys doing except for that we know how you're doing because we're we we're, you know we're, we're we're you know we're overwhelming you guys so you know and so we can work with them to go hey hey what do you need in order to meet this need you know and and so we can pull in that philanthropy piece we That's have cool. really strong business acumen so so we've got a whole section in our technology that is just kind of performance management and and how do we think about measures of a quality plan and efficiency and effectiveness? How do we look at our teams and, and manage across all these different aspects? Um, you know, and we're very much uh, data as a flashlight, not data as a hammer. You know, I was always I like to make that distinction because, you know, how, hey, how do these tools make us better and better at what we do? Um, so, you know, I, I think there's the localized aspect of it, I think, the uniqueness of of the way that that we have built these tools, um, and then all of the value it gives you on the back end to really understand in depth, um, and, and honestly, it's why you know the Accelerate Foundation doesn't just say you know Hark's a thing we do; it's it's foundational yeah. to the Accelerate Foundation because it's giving us these community insights. Um, into what's going on in our community and how we can address it systemically
0: sounds like a recipe for success i'll tell you uh so um you and i are are both well aware of all the challenges that our communities have faced during the pandemic and in the face of those challenges we know that there are always the the helpers who shine (laughs) right um, and I, I was able to attend uh, the event that uh, in Northwest Arkansas recently that celebrated some of those successes. Can you share a couple of those that that come to mind for you? Oh yeah, uh, I mean, you know, we always say,
1: um, you know, Hark's Hark's um, main focus is connection, right? And so, so our role in the community is to connect individuals to our. Unbelievably uh, amazing network of nonprofits in Northwest Arkansas, uh, and and so yeah, I mean every chance I get, I want to talk about uh, the incredible work that that they're doing because it's just it's pretty phenomenal. Um, you know, a few things that that come to mind is you know you've got you've got organizations in Northwest Arkansas like you know the Samaritan Community Center who you know in in a single year, um, you know. They they served over eighty eight thousand meals. They provided you know just shy of half a million dollars in free dental care. You know did one hundred and eighty thousand snack packs um, and and provided over ninety six thousand individuals with food. You know right. and and that's that's just the tip of the iceberg. You've got these innovative things going on um, where where you know um, Benton and Washington counties you know during the pandemic. They, they became aware of, of funding that was available that was super outside the scope of, of their normal way of doing things. You know, you think these are county governments. They're, they're not, you know, people who are, who are you know, in-depth in, in social services, you know, but, but they secured funding. They established these new distribution models to figure out how to support individuals and, and collectively distributed uh, over $27 million in emergency rental assistance, wow. um, you know, in in uh, in 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 2021, you know, and then you know, I, I mean, I could go on forever. You know, uh, lastly, um, uh, you know, you got you've got organizations like the Northwest Arkansas Food Bank, you know, who again, in 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 just 2021, you know, they served, um, you know, over 479 thousand households. Um, and 1.2 million individuals uh, with food. They distributed, you know, 14 million pounds of food and 11.3 million meals. And, you know, this is at a time when our community was really hurting. I mean, they saw, I think it was a 229% increase in the total households and 162% increase in the total individuals served in 2021. And so, you know, I mean, that again, we could spend an infinite amount yeah. of podcasts just talking about the incredible work that goes on. And and that is that is three very quick examples of just the amazing work that happens yeah. day in and day out that most people don't even know know is going on. It, but it, it, it is yeah.
0: it's it really foundational
1: to, to everything.
0: Yeah. Goes to that immense need that was seen uh, over yeah. the last couple of years and how they really stepped up and 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 met that that need with overwhelming success. Um, So what's the future of HARP?
1: That's a great question. And, you know, again, from from our, I'll kind of answer this in two parts, you know, because uh, as a regional foundation, like I said, our our main focus is Northwest Arkansas. And and what we want to do is get better and better and better and better at, at helping our community putting tools in the hands of, of providers. Um, you know, because w- one thing I don't know that I've mentioned thus far is that we also make this tool available to any nonprofit organization, any organization that is, uh, that is connecting individuals to resource. Uh, they, they can use it free. I mean, we come in and just train them on it uh, and they have full access to it. They have full access to their own analytics. They have, I mean, uh, all of the pieces that are, that are there. So, you know, for, for Hark, um, you know, we kind of say, Hey, what we have going on is really, really good for today. Uh, What, but what about tomorrow? And we want to just continue to grow as an organization, continue to add value, continue to, to find more efficient and effective ways to connect people um, to make sure that they know that if, if they have to raise their hand uh, sometimes for the first time and say, I need help, and I don't I don't even know where to start, that they have a, a safe, confidential um, place to come, who is going to walk along through this with dignity and respect with them. Mm-hmm. And um, that's our focus, is how do we help people in, in Northwest Arkansas have the opportunity to thrive at every turn? How do we continue to grow? How do we continue to add value um, across the board? Um, so that's really the Northwest Arkansas focus, and that's yeah. that's what I would say is our primary focus. Um, you know, I, I suspect in in your question, there's also maybe a sub question, and there, that there is
0: there might be there might be the
1: <laughs> that is you know, well, what about outside of Northwest Arkansas, right? You know, um, and and so what I would say is is while that's not our primary focus, um, you know, we there is a a. What I would categorize as a strong growing interest in uh, in how other communities could take the the hark model and mm-hmm. and take that into their communities with the same goal to enrich the um the experience of connection to resources and and things like that uh, within their communities and and so you know while we operate in those three counties we're we're very up for those conversations and and those conversations are are happening um and while it won't be necessarily us probably taking it out there um i know that there are a lot of yes. really great organizations who who want to talk about that
0: yeah it's it's the you can you can take the technology but you got to also replicate within the model the the funding and the philanthropic aspect and the business acumen and that's those are those additional critical pieces that I think others are going to have uh, challenges trying to find. But uh, if they're if they're uh, willing and able, then I, 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 I certainly see how it could work. Um, so beyond Hark, um, the Accelerate Foundation, what are what are some of the other pressing initiatives that you guys are working on?
1: Yeah, um, so it's a great question. And, you know, again, um, know we we really shifted kind of in in I would say say largely um probably around 2019 uh to really looking at at bringing these two strengths of hark and the foundation together and so how, how do we really understand our community in depth and how do we react to it and so you know we also refer to Hark as kind of the listening arm of the foundation, if you will. Um, and so when I say, you know, earlier that, that Hark is kind of foundational to the foundation, you know, in, in a sense. Um, so Hark really does five things, right? We connect with people, we uncover needs, we build a quality plan, we follow up and we connect. And what that gives us the ability to do on the foundation side is really listen to our community. Yeah. And, and that is at an individual level. So, so we have, you know, uh, again, since, since March 2020, we have over 12,000 people telling us, hey, here's what I need in, in the community. Here's mm-hmm. what's going on. And so we're able to then understand what the top needs are, and then take the, the foundation um, resources and all of that and link it together yeah. with, with, what those individuals are saying. So I always describe it as linking the individual's experience in the community with the systemic change outcome that needs to happen. Yeah. And so that's the power of bringing these two worlds together. so so I say that to say that, you know, um, what we're learning from individuals in the community and and through the heart data is directly impacting the strategic direction of our foundation. And so so maybe said even in a different way, what the people are saying they need is what yeah. we're focusing on as a foundation yeah. uh, for our, for our strategic pillars, and so so we have really three main areas that we work in. Um, one is affordable housing; it's the number one need in Northwest Arkansas. It kind of dwarfs everything else, uh, and so we're very involved in a few different aspects of that. Um, and one of those is is you know kind of in the immediate housing assistance funds. Um, and so we have, we have some funds that we have internally, uh, that we've developed to, to help stabilize individuals who kind of, you know, have an unexpected thing come up and they, it, it puts them into a financial, financially uncertain place that, Hey, they can't pay their rent that month. Um, but this is kind of a temporary situation and we want to help make sure that that individual um stays stable and doesn't doesn't kind of get into the snowball effect that can happen as a part of that uh, we distributed um the the benton county uh emergency rental assistance dollars uh, it was about um 16 and dollars that we distributed um in total uh, then so that's kind of the you know, hey, here's the immediate tactical stuff yeah. then. Okay. But, but we can't pay for uh, an, an imaginary apartment that doesn't exist. Right. So we've got to increase the supply of affordable housing. So yeah. the foundation works with LIHTC developers and, and different, um, you know, organizations like that to get some of these projects, uh, low income tax credit housing projects built. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so this is affordable rates locked in for 35 years. And, and so, I mean, the, the, overall savings for a community in, in that is, is astronomical over the course of 35 years um, of, of what that allows for individuals. Um, and so uh, I think there's there's about six projects uh, of those going on. Um, the foundation helped, helped um, organize a $40 million housing syndicate to help uh, increase the amount of uh, affordable housing going on in Northwest Arkansas specific. Uh, And so, so really involved in that and not just, not just affordable housing, but affordable communities. And so how do we bring all of the pieces of a community together. And, and so, you know, to, to really Make sure that people have not just an affordable place to live, but a place where they feel safe, a place mm-hmm. where they have access to resources, uh, access to transportation, access to employment, access to all of these things, yeah. uh, access to to food when needed. So, so that's uh, affordable housing. A big we have a uh, a pillar in in education, and so you know as we have seen throughout the pandemic, um, you know the the categories of help pay for housing and help pay for food help pay for healthcare, help pay for transportation help it you know um that really becomes to the forefront and and we know that 67 percent of the jobs in northwest arkansas fall into the employed but a high risk category you know meaning meaning that um someone may need about 14 months of income to cover 12 months of cost and and it really doesn't matter how you do that math it, it just doesn't work and so so the 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 need there is, um, hey, we've got to find a way to, to help people um, increase their wage earning abilities. So we launched an organization called Upskill NWA that uh, upskills healthcare workers to higher wage earning positions. They have kind of a steady state of hundred students who are going through that cohort. Um, it was a huge collaboration between all the education institutions, all the healthcare institutions, all of that. So these. Um, these individuals who are wanting to either enter into the healthcare sector or upskill uh, from their current position to a higher wage earning position have the ability to do that uh, with all the support, all the help that they need in order to be successful as a part of that. And then, lastly, uh, we we have a pillar on uh, social support where we're we're looking at at. Many, many different aspects of social support. On how do we connect our community um, mm-hmm. uh, across, you know, lots of different areas, but socioeconomically, racially, how do how do we connect our community to be a more kind of cohesive, um, you know, place for for individuals? Um, we we partner with a an organization that's been doing this for. You know, over twenty years in Northwest Arkansas called Potter's House that um, mm-hmm. we built a playbook on on how you build diverse relationships uh, if, if that's a focus of of what you're you're wanting to do. And so uh, so a, a lot going on in the foundation. and um, we could again talk talk a lot more in depth on <laughs> on these things, but uh, but really, you know, the 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 unique piece there is is how that Hark and the foundation are, are working together to identify the largest needs and then bring yes. systemic and drive systemic change towards towards helping those.
0: It's really interesting how you know your the the tool itself allows you to connect with people and address their individual social needs, but then at the population level, it's an amplifier um, to to identify those social determinants that need to be addressed out in the community. Uh, to help them thrive and, and be able to connect better, so that's uh,
1: you know absolutely, and and that's where
0: you know again
1: when you when you look at the the whole model, I mean, there's there's so much more than just hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna help this person know where to go to get some help. Um, that is that is one incredibly important and vital piece of this, and one of our main focuses, but but where you start to see the ongoing systemic impact is Mm -hmm. all of these things after that. And, and, you know, to give you one quick example too, just um, it's not just us. I mean, you know, again, we give things away for a living. So, you know, as we're getting all this data, we publish it out. And so anybody has access to our data. So one example that we saw was um, the Fayetteville police department. So Fayetteville, Arkansas, you know, here in Northwest Arkansas, the police department of all places took are just published data out there. We didn't even know about this, you know. And they took the data and applied for a federal grant to hire two social workers to um, to work within the Fayetteville Police Department alongside officers to help people who need a social service intervention, not a you know right. law enforcement intervention. And um, and so. They were awarded that grant they hired two social workers then they called us up and said hey we need a tool to resource people now that we have two social workers so we <laughs> gave them access to the heart tool so yeah. now they're collecting their own data um, to show the effectiveness of this program and will then uh, utilize that that data and information to provide sustainable funding for this program long term with and their goal is to replicate that through every police department in northwest arkansas
0: Wow, you know so amazing.
1: so again just these unintended consequences, if you will, you know, um, in in the most positive sense possible of just going, hey, here's what we're learning. And and what can our community do with that?
0: Yeah, Yeah, that's great. So uh, final question for you, goes back to you as a, as an individual, since we talked about all of these um, (laughs) large and, and complicated issues. If there were one piece of advice that you could give the students looking to get into social work, what would that be? Oh, it's such a good question.
1: And let me answer it you know in a, in a couple of ways. I, I think it's truly a gift uh, in the the helping profession and for our communities, and should never be undersold. And that is an individual's ability to look past someone's circumstances, someone's mm-hmm. challenges, someone's um, situation. And to recognize the humanity in that person, mm-hmm. and if that's something that you identify with as a person, um, I think social work is a great, a great thing for for someone uh, to pursue. Yeah. Um, and the other thing that I would say is, you know, I remember the first time I I considered uh, social work as a as a profession, and someone had who knew me very well had had mentioned that I should look into this. And my immediate reaction uh, was almost no, because I had such a limited view of social work, you know, and I'm like, oh, so this picture I had in my head of yeah. the profession was not something I wanted to pursue. And the more I learned, you know, just how broad the focus of social work is and all the different ways that you can engage with, um, your community with, you know, at the individual level, the community level, the national level, all, all of that from, from being a, a counselor and, and providing individual therapy all the way to major policy work um, mm-hmm. that, that can, can happen. And so, you know, if, you're, if, if a student's interested in, in it, I would say, you know, dig in and learn the scope of it. And there's, there's a lot there Uh, And it's a, it's a great, it's a great field to be in. Um, And it's not easy uh, and, (laughs) and, uh, or any of those things, but, but it's, it's really great. So, so yeah, I, I encourage if if anybody relates to that, go check it out.
0: (laughs) Some great, some great advice. So uh, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast, Josh and sharing a little bit about Hark and the Accelerate Foundation and yourself and all the energy going on in in Northwest Arkansas. I really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, well, thanks so much for having me.
0: Thank you for listening to Wonks at Work. You can listen to our bi-weekly podcast on our website, achi.net. A special thanks to the Bobby L. Roberts Library of Arkansas History and Art, which is a part of the Central Arkansas Library System for allowing us to use their studio to record. If you have any topics you would like for us to consider, please email us at achi at achi.net. As a reminder, the views, information, and opinions expressed by our podcast guests are solely those of the guests and do not necessarily represent those of the Arkansas Center for Health Improvement. The primary purpose of this podcast is to educate and inform. The podcast does not constitute medical, legal, or other professional advice or services. We hope you've enjoyed our latest episode. And again, thanks for listening.